to do better with your dinero, right? Everyone does. And it starts with dreaming and playing bigger. That is the focus of today's episode. Yes, you are here. Bienvenida to the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a mixed language podcast hosted by me, Jen Hemphill, to help you become the reign of your money and love your dinero more. If you are needing some inspiration and encouragement at this very moment, you have come to the right place. Gracias por compartir este tiempo conmigo. Now let's jump in to today's Dose of Money Confidence. July has arrived. Bienvenida, Reina. We are back with fresh new episodes this month. Last month, we focused on reviewing our finances, our goals, and in general, how we are managing our money. This month, I want us to focus on up-leveling and thinking bigger because why not? Why can't we have more and do more? The answer, there is no reason why we can't. We just got to go for it. Today, we're going to be having a conversation on how to play bigger with our dinero. And we're going to learn why you may be focusing on the wrong types of goals, which is holding you back, two critical steps to make your vision a reality, and seven ways you can start living your vision right now when your belief may be lacking. So let's get started with this. In terms of playing bigger with your dinero, you want to know what you want. And granted, in a sense, you know what you want, but sometimes we overthink it or sometimes what we want, what we think we want is what we think we should have or what we should be striving for versus what we really want because maybe what we really want doesn't seem achievable, or we don't think it's in our path, or we're not confident, or that we're not worthy of these things. So we just kind of just leave it be and, and write it off, right? But I want you to write the vision of your life. And it starts with your values. What is important to you? Is it building wealth? Is it family important? Is it spirituality? Is it health? What are those things that are important? Giving back? What are those things that are important to you? So I think start with actually writing like what you want without judgments, meaning don't think about, well, that's not doable or that will never happen. Don't judge it. Just let it be and write down, you know, you deserve it all. (laughs) So just take some moment and just write down what that vision of your life looks like. And just go into as much detail as possible. Have fun with this part. Take 10, 15 minutes. If it even makes it easier for you, draw it. If you are artistic, I only do six figures, by the way, but if you are artistic, feel free to draw. Or if you feel like maybe even just cutting up some magazines, do you have those around anymore? I have to hunt those down nowadays because I don't have it. Like if I want to do a vision board, 
or print some things out from the internet. However you want to do this, there's no right way. The right way, as I always say, is the way that you're going to actually carry it out. So take 10, 15 minutes. Obviously, if you're going to draw or if you're going to cut out things, that's going to take you a little while longer. And once you do that, once you really sketched out out what that vision of your life looks like, take a look at what some of the common themes are. And that's really going to show what your values are, what is important to you. Okay. And the two things, like when we're focusing on goals, we tend to focus on the wrong goals. And this is something I've always talked about, really trusting your gut and not paying off debt, like for example, because we're not supposed to have debt. That's what people say, pay off debt because that's something we're supposed to do. But rather, what does that mean for you, right? I've talked about that. And I really never thought about it in this way until I came across, there's this book called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. And it's written by, I hope I pronounced his name right, (laughs) Vishen Lakiani. Again, the book is called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, and I'll have that link in the show notes, and it's by Vishen Lakiani. Now, there's also an article that outlines some aspects of this book, and in this book, he talks about what's called end goals versus mean goals. Not mean as in you're being mean to me, but basically, mean goals are what we're supposed to do like I just mentioned, pay off that debt, save money, buy a house, have kids, get married, all those things that we are quote unquote taught. Those are mean goals. And then there's also end goals and end goals. He defines as those that are exciting, those that bring you joy and are about how you feel and are not tied to a person or a circumstance. And I never thought about it that way, but that really, it comes full circle for me because those end goals is really what I want you to focus on. So yes, you can focus on paying off debt, but I think when you tie it to something more exciting, like he says, and I always say, why do you want to pay off that debt? What makes it so important for you? Because I want to make sure that you're choosing those goals based on something that is very meaningful for you. All right, so make sure that when you are creating those goals, ask yourself, is this a means goal? Is this something that I am, quote unquote, supposed to do? Or is this an ends goal? Is it exciting? Is it meaningful? Is it, does it bring me joy? And it's not tied to a person or a circumstance, right? And with the end goals, there's three types of end goals, or there's three buckets as this author says, there's experiences, growth, and contribution. And typically, these end goals are tied to one of these three things, or it could be a little bit of these three things. For example, if it's in the bucket of experiences, that end goal can be travel, it could be a new home, it could be something like that. And a growth end goal deepens our knowledge and awareness. For example, maybe it's important for you to go back to school and get a, whether maybe a bachelor's if you haven't gotten it, or a master's, 
Or it could be that you want to go all out and get a PhD, right? And so that would be a growth end goal because you're learning something new. It deepens your experience. Or it could be something like becoming a certified yoga instructor, that it's something that gives you some meaning. It gives you knowledge. It gives you experience. It deepens your growth in life, that type of thing. And then the third part of these buckets are the contribution angle, which involves giving back. Maybe you love giving to charities or to your church, or you like volunteering your time at a nonprofit. So what are those? Usually those end goals are tied to those three buckets. Again, the experiences, growth, and contribution. So think about when you have these goals, is it an end goal? Or is it a mean goal? And are they tied to experiences, contribution, growth, or maybe a little bit of all three, right? It's really important to have end goals. And I've always talked about how important it is that it has a meaning to you, right? That it's meaningful for you, that you're not just doing it because, because when you're doing it just because, it's not exciting and you're not going to stay consistent with it. And that's why when I saw this, I'm like, yes, this is what I've been trying to say. But he says it more eloquently and he says it with much more depth than I have ever been able to do. So I really wanted to share that with you because for me, it was a full circle moment. I didn't know how to explain fully what I was thinking beyond making sure that any goal that you would have is specific and meaningful for you and that you're not just doing it just because you have to do it or because someone says you have to do it. And also, I've talked about writing your vision, drawing your vision, cutting out pictures of what your vision looks like. But I want to give an example of a vision just to get you started. Now, this is just an example It could be, you know, there's no wrong way of what your vision can look like, but I'll share with you a little bit about what my vision is. So for me, it's having a vacation home so we can escape. And I wanted this vacation home to be in Latin America. It doesn't have to be Colombia, but I want it to be someplace in Latin America so we can just go back and forth because for me, that would be just such a lovely Thing to be able to do and, and maybe be able to rent it out to someone who's traveling and vacationing, something like that. And I also want once my husband retires from the military in maybe six to seven years, who knows, for me, like he's, he's in agreement. We've had chats about this. I want to have a condo somewhere where you can literally lock it up and go. It gives us that flexibility of not having to have someone to make sure that the lawn is taken care of, where it was literally you just lock up and go. And I want for me those, I want that condo, that place where we set our roots finally, it, to be close to our families in case they need us because our parents are getting older. And it's that time for us in our life that we may have to take care of them and and help them in some way, shape, or form. We just don't know when that may happen, when that may strike. 
I just want to be ready for that. And then you want to take this vision. When you Once you have this vision, you want to take this vision and see how much money it will take to create it. And you can create a dream budget. I talk about this dream budget in episode 133. So you can go to jenhemphill.com forward slash 133. And I'll have that in the show notes. So you, you want to see how much money does this vision take? So for example, in my vision, I would need to do several things. I need to have an understanding of when I want to make this condo purchase, where I'm wanting to make it, how much is this going to cost so we can work backwards. Again, besides the vision, you want to know, in my case, when I want to make that condo purchase so I can work backwards. And I also want to do the same with that vacation home. Maybe that vacation home will come later. Are we doing this at the same time? Because those are big purchases, right? So I need to have clarity of what that looks like in terms of a time frame. So again, I can work backwards. I also want to be considering how much do we want to be living on at that time? Is it the same income that we're living on now? Or is it more income? If so, why? Like, what would this extra income be for? Maybe we want to upgrade our lifestyle. Maybe, I don't know, it could be a variety of things, but you want to really dig deep and write down these details and put tangible numbers, add those numbers up to see what that amount of money looks like. So therefore, from there, you can work backwards and figure out, okay, what do I need to do now to make this happen? When can I start setting money aside for these? Or what do we need to do? What kind of things can we, quote unquote, upgrade to start living that vision at this moment? It might not be living in that condo or that vacation home because we don't have it right now, but maybe there's some aspects of how we want to be living in the future that we can start creating that now. So think about that. Sometimes we want to have that clarity for one so we can plan, but we also want to be open to the possibilities that some of those things we can start living now. And if we're able to do that, we're progressing towards fulfilling that vision. And how exciting is that, right? How exciting is it that we are able to do that? How this really boils down to getting clarity of what that vision is and what is it going to take in tangible dollars to make that happen. So before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Really figuring out how much is going to happen is one of the two critical steps to make that vision a reality. (laughs) 
Before we continue, I have a brief message to share. Her Dinero Matters is supported by First Republic Bank. Now more than ever, First Republic's priority is serving their clients and communities. Their personalized banking solutions go deeper than a transaction. For over 30 years, First Republic has striven to leave a positive impact on the communities they serve. From presenting grants to nonprofits in need to going the extra mile to connect individuals experiencing hardship with fair loans. The bank is focused on doing the right thing. No matter what your financial goals are, your dedicated First Republic banker will be there to guide you every step of the way. Visit firstrepublic.com today to learn more. That's firstrepublic.com. Member FDIC equal housing lender. And that second step is to make a list of the top five reasons why you are deserving. Because sometimes, again, I had mentioned at the beginning, sometimes we automatically, we think about things that we want, but we automatically set it aside because A, we feel we don't deserve it. We think, who are we (laughs) to really want this? We feel guilt. We feel shame or we don't think that we aren't really able to get there, right? That's because you don't think you are deserving. So instead, I want you to start thinking why you are deserving and write your top five list of why you are deserving of having this vision, of living this life that maybe you're not living fully right now, but that you want to live in the future. And one reason can be just because you're an amazing human being. You are. I may not know you personally, but I know you are special and I know you are an amazing human being. And another reason is this is your one life. You want to make it amazing. And a little behind the scenes, I've recently have been reflecting a ton about this, especially witnessing my firstborn graduating high school and having it hit me yet again how fast life goes by. So how do I make this count and make it count big and make it special and just really make this one life that I've been giving amazing? That can be a reason for your top five. Another reason can be someone is looking up at to you. It could be your kids if you have kids. It could be a sibling. It could be your friends. It could be your coworkers. It could be someone, a neighbor, right? It could be anyone. Someone is always looking up to you. What example are you setting them for them? It's not to put pressure on you, but just know you don't have to do anything extra to make them proud or to have them to continue to look up to you. They already look up to you for a reason. So just keep being you. Someone is looking up to you. And that's a reason of why you are deserving. If they already look up to you and already know how amazing you are, you got to believe that yourself. Another reason is you are first class think about it. You are first class and you deserve so much. And I know all these allude to the same thing, similar thing, but you are, you are first class and you deserve a 
ton. You do so much. As women, we do so much. We take care of others before we take care of ourselves. We put the needs of others before we take care of of ourselves. So you deserve a lot. Believe that. And you have so much to offer this world. Again, you and I may not have met. You may have listened to this podcast over and over. Maybe this is just your first time listening and you're like, but you don't know me. (laughs) I may not know you personally, but what I do know is that you have a lot to offer this world and therefore you are deserving. So those are just some examples of reasons why you are deserving. I want you to write your top five. What are your top five? You can take these top five if they resonate with you. You can create a completely new list. It's up to you. If you take them and just say, these are the ones I want to use, just make sure that it resonates with you, that it strikes a chord, that it says, yes, this is me. And even if you, let's say you don't believe, but you want to it helps you, it inspires you, right? Or maybe it touched something in your heart. You can take these five. That doesn't matter. The idea here is to have a top five and make sure that you start, you read that top five list and you start believing that, right? Start believing that about yourself. And again, you can create your top five on your own. That's completely fine. Those are the two things that you need to do in terms of two steps to make your vision a reality. So we've focused so far on why we're focusing on the wrong types of goals, which we focus on doing main goals instead of end goals. We also talked about the two critical steps to make a vision a reality. And that is making sure that you know in a tangible dollar amount, how much it takes to make your vision a reality. And number two is writing a top five list of why you're deserving. You really need to know and understand and identify why you are deserving. And then the last thing that you want to do is start seeing where you can start living that vision right now. I had mentioned that earlier. And These are seven ways that I came up with to start living your vision right now when your belief just may be lacking. And this was inspired by a book called We Should All Be Millionaires that I've been reading by Rachel Rogers. She has just things that you can do to start living like a millionaire. And this has inspired part of this episode because there are definitely some things that hit me when I read that book that there are definitely some things that you can start doing now to start living your vision right in her book it's like to start living like a millionaire and so one thing that you can start doing is start window shopping for those items that you've been dreaming of Maybe take a picture, a screenshot. If you do online shopping, put it on a notebook, a binder that you can call your dream notebook and look at it regularly. Sometimes those, when we dream and have those visions, it's crazy how some of those things become a reality more quickly than we think. You also want to find people who are thinking big, that are action takers and hang out with them. Even better, hang out with people already living that life that you want to live. And hint, hint, we do have a community of this 
en Financially Strong Latina, la membresía, and that link is in the show notes. You also want to splurge on something with some planning, right? Is possible. I'm not saying to overspend and get yourself in debt. Splurge on something that you like with some planning, okay? That can take some money and maybe it's something that it doesn't take some money, right? It can be taking some time for yourself, going to the coffee shop or just movies by yourself, whatever that is that helps you feel like you're living that vision, that dream life that you want to be living. You also want to compliment yourself regularly. I've talked about this before. We are so hard on ourselves and I don't know about you. I am. <laughs> and you need to compliment yourself regularly. And if you can do that, looking at yourself in front of the mirror, that's even better. It can be a how, how beautiful you look to how awesome you are with your dinero. Remember, you're a true reina of your money. It can be any of those things, but it's important to love on yourself, to compliment yourself because it helps those thoughts that come frequently on our mind, the negative thoughts. Maybe we've gained weight <laughs> during this pandemic and we're down on ourselves about that. But if we look at ourselves in the mirror and setting that weight aside and look at how beautiful we look, for example, right? And compliment ourselves, that really will help put those negative thoughts aside. You also want to look at your home And think about what you can be moving around to make it feel like an upgrade, to make it feel like the home that you want to be living in. Maybe go buy a few things that can change the feel of your home. Go thrift shopping on the Facebook marketplace. I have found some really great buys. And just spend time in, in making sure that you feel good in it. So think about what that is because it's really our home. And I've realized this in these past five, seven years because we've moved twice in the same area because the first house, another behind the scenes, the first house that we move into where we live, it's hard to find a place, renting, buying, whatever. The housing just market, it just goes quick, whether you rent or buy. So literally I was out of desperation. I Whatever house was available and was able to take, we took. And that first house was not that homey. It was just literally a home. And we're like, okay, we're a military family. We've lived in okay homes and we just know it's temporary. But then what happened is we ended up staying longer. So then we ended up moving to a better place. It wasn't like this gorgeous place, but we're like, okay, this is an improvement for a few more years. <laughs> and surprise, we've been here longer. But it's important to, what I've realized and what I've learned is how much how you feel inside your home impacts your day. And I work from home. I work from home. So you can imagine it just impacts how you feel, your activities, everything. And that's why it's important to, when you talk about decluttering and doing all those things, it's important. So anything that you can do, changes that you can make that will make your home more homey for you, that will make your home more like what you want it to be. Think about those things. It doesn't have to be a ton of money, right? 
Another thing you can do is carry a 50 and a hundred dollar bill in your wallet, something that you don't spend, but just literally so you feel good and secure that you just have some cash on hand, right? And for the meals, what can you do to make your life feel more fancy? Is it some nice napkins or a tablecloth, some adornment for the table? What is it? Because all these details matter and think about what those things are. And of course, it boils down to your values as well. What's important to you, those Nice cloth napkins aren't important to me, but I'll buy some nice paper napkins. But then cloth napkins, they bother me. (laughs) They bother me, but that's just me. So those are some things. So those are some seven ways that you can start living your vision right now. So first, you want to identify what that vision is, get clear, write all the details. And then what are some things that you can be doing to live that right now? Because when you're living that vision right now or starting to live, that's exciting. And it will give you a boost to continue doing what you're doing to work towards your goals, to progress and I wanted to share that. So I hope that you found that helpful. Again, this was inspired by the book Rachel Rogers wrote, which is called We Should All Be Millionaires. So as a recap, we talked about why it is important to think bigger and play bigger with our dinero. We also spoke about the difference between mean and end goals. And we spoke about how to take your vision and calculate what it will take in tangible dollar amounts to make it happen, why that's so important, and how believing in yourself, we discussed about believing in yourself and what you can do, as well as seven ways to start living your vision right now. Again, I want to thank Rachel Rogers for really reigniting this inspiration. I had some of the pieces But her book, We Should All Be Millionaires, really gave me a fresh new perspective on what's possible. So today, we really focused on up-leveling our financial life and discussed what it takes to do this. And one of those things that we discussed was finding your people, those people who are thinking big like you and are in action or those that are already living like you want to live. I want to remind you that our very own membresia, Financially Strong Latina, La Membresia is perfect for this. Our members are a constant sources of support and inspiration for each other. The conversations are amazing and they share their experiences and help each other. And you can be a part of it because it's really a beautiful and powerful thing. You can learn more at jenhempill.com forward slash membership. Next week, we will meet Christoph, a little person who is definitely a big deal. His story, his drive will be sure to inspire you. So don't miss out. That is it. Eso es todo. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into the show. Be sure to check out the show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 268. Remember, being the reina of your dinero simply starts by claiming it. That's all you have to do. I believe in you and so should you. If you love this podcast, love this episode, I would love it if you share it with someone you care about because you never really know what exactly that person is going through and the simple act of sharing can change their direction of their financial life for the better. Bueno pues, that is everything. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.